Welcome to the Wheel of Sport, brought to you by the Turnstile Network. My name's Ian McNally, and with me... Justin Price. Hi, Justin. Hi, how are you? Now, this is the... Oh, I'm all right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you asked me a question there. I, I just completely disregarded it. This is the Wheel of Sport. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah and, uh, it's good to be back, by the way. <laughs> it's been away a fortnight, like usual. <laughs> we spin a wheel, it gives us a topic, and then we uh, go down a rabbit's warren of uh, story and, and thing. Is that a good description? Yeah, have you had a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> that would give me a valid excuse, it wouldn't it? It would, because I don't know what's wrong with you at the moment. You're, just, you're not in the room, are you? I know. It starts the wheel's at- here, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's spin the wheel. Let's come on. You spin it this all week. All right, all right. Here you go. And the topic for this episode is... Excuses, excuses. Excuses, excuses. We are, we haven't had this one before. No, we haven't, because it's on that... It's just a very small slither on the side, far side of the board. I'm surprised it's actually fell onto it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't fit excuses, excuses onto it. So we just had... Excuse, excuse. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we know what it is. And the wheel is a bit excuse, askew as well, so... It's kind of fits. So, do you want this one? Well, I can think of a couple of uh, sporting occasions where excuses have been used. Uh, so, yeah, I can take this one. Yeah, go on. I Let's think I've been around in your, in your condition. I know. I'm <laughs> I might need some medication. We'll leave it there. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I was thinking, uh, let's take our minds back to uh, 1996. Good year, 1996. It's one of my favourite years, 1996, in my life. Anyway, yeah, I think so. It was like Euro '96 was in England. They got to the semi-finals. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the end of the Conservative government rule because there was going to be an election the next year and and the Labour landslide, which we were quite happy about for about six months after that. It just seemed that you know I was turned a teenager. Things thought. can only get better was the slogan for that as well. It wasn't was it? yeah. It was the song by D Ream. Yeah. yeah, with uh, Brian Cox from. Uh, the science shows. Oh, he was yeah. the ba- he was the bass player or keyboard player or something. There you go. Yeah, so there's brilliant. A, there's a little bit of background on 1996 <laughs> from our history. From mine specifically. <laughs> and the Spice Girls, yeah, they were out out and about as well. Out and about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, if you know, they talked about girl power. Really, if they were you know serious about it, they would have been called Spice Women. Rather than girl, girls is a bit passionizing here. Yeah, you know, women power because there was like the Spice Girls, and then there was Old Spice. Do you remember Old Spice? Because <laughs> uh, Jerry Halliwell, there was always things about her age, wasn't there? Oh. Like they always said she was a bit older than the rest of them, and they were all, like guessing her age for ages. I remember. Yeah, and they called it Old Spice, which yeah. I quite liked, which was an aftershave as well. Yeah, <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. She was the only member of the Spice Girls whose teeth were younger than her, so it's uh, it's always a giveaway. <laughs> But well, go on, what's it? What's happening in 1997? Is it 97 this is happening? No, 96. <laughs> we just talked about 1996 for like 20 minutes. Anyway. Oh, dear. Jeez. Uh, uh, so April 1996. It's, a, it's, a, it's in the uh, Premiership, the Premier League. Manchester United. They've uh, managed to uh, win 11 games out of 12. They're pegging Newcastle United back in the championship race. And they get to April, which is the what you call, Alex Ferguson said, was squeaky bum time. 
I, I never understood this this squeaky bum thing because this got quite a bit of traction. <laughs> yeah, this that's phrase, what call and, it now. and people still use it. But it, I don't understand. Does it make sense? What, what's what? he talking about? I, I can kind of imagine what he thinks it means. He means he's, he's getting a bit. He gets a bit nervous at that time of year because it's it's the it's the pinnacle of the year, right? Yeah. You've got to be on your game. You can't lose a game usually at that point in the time. It's a bit like you know the playoffs. It's a bit like you've got to be. Yeah, but if he said it was like tense, I get that. Like that makes sense. <laughs> squeaky bum. Do you know what squeaky bum time is? Squeaky bum. Squeaky bum. No, no, what's that? It's the expression used by Sir Alex Ferguson mm -hmm. when it gets to this stage of the season yeah. and people get a little bit nervous. <laughs> yeah, that squeaky is a, that's about audio, that's about being able to hear. Yeah, but you can use your imagination what he was talking about. Oh, I'd rather not. All right. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Sorry, what am I dealing with? Anyway, so uh, yeah, so they've won 11 out of 12 games, right? They're going really well, but they've got to visit uh, Southampton down at the then called the Dell. Yeah, brilliant the Dell, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't brilliant. It was a small little ground, though. It's another, tiny. Another little ground. And yeah. uh, they go there, and Southampton are in a bit of trouble. They're, they're in the relegation zone at this point, and they're fighting for their lives, so they, you know, they've only got three or four games left, and they could get relegated. Yeah, no. so so in the Premier League at this time, because it was pretty new still, the Premier League at this point, it's all, you know, fireworks and dancing girls on the pitch. And do you remember that? Like, it was just all that sort of like, it went really showbiz for a while, the Premier League at this time. I've tried very hard to forget it, but it they basically tried to import the things from American sport. Yeah. And they, like, you know, cheerleaders and like pom-poms and all this yeah, well, they, they had all the music and all that, didn't they? Yeah, oh, it's still going at this point. So the Premier League was three years old, so it was still all that, still very hyped at this point. It's still hyped today, but it's very against kind of the British culture of like this. There's older gentlemen in the crowd drinking beef stock Bovril, out of a yeah. polystyrene cup. <laughs> I mean, they're basically drinking bovine salt water. They don't want fireworks. They 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 don't want dancing girls. They, they just want to see the, the game. <laughs> they just want to see the game. If a firecracker goes off, you lose about three of them. But <laughs> so anyway, so we're, we're, so the Premier League, I say, so it's at this this point in the time where you, you can't afford to lose a game. But they seem to be. Your Manchester United are playing so well at this point. As I said, they've won eleven on the trot. They seem unstoppable. They're they're on a charge. The title. They're over. Newcastle were at one point twelve points ahead, and they've overhauled that, and they're now ahead themselves. So they're doing really well. Manchester United in grey shirts and white shorts, but nothing grey about their recent form. But they come against Southampton, who are, as I say, fighting for their lives, and this game just takes a bizarre twist because it's not actually on the pitch that anyone talks about this game, because on the pitch was quite straightforward. Southampton play exceptionally well in the first half. And a 3-0. Oh, Moncow! Moncow! Yes, this time he gets it. Leaders are a goal behind. This is Magilton to Nielsen. And they might get it with Schiffley! It's 2-0 Southampton. Would you believe this? Schmeichel's missed that. Letizia, surely! This is amazing. It's 3-0. 3-0. 3-0 against a unstoppable Manchester United team who are now stoppable. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> so when the third goal goes in, this is in the first half. The three 0 up in the first half. The fans can't believe it, right? And the final whistle, sorry, the halftime whistle blows for the referee. They trudge off the pitch and no one can believe it. Well, Manchester United will surely be heading for a roasting in the dressing room as the whistle goes and they head in three goals behind. A look of thunder from Alec Ferguson as he heads for the corner and the tunnel. But Southampton, well, they've been terrific and they thoroughly deserve this half-time advantage of 3-0. I think at this point, they walk off the pitch. Sure enough, they're winning 3-0, but they're not a very good team, Southampton. And they're not in great form. Man United are. Man United, they probably think, well, we can score four goals in the second half. Yeah, they still oh, be optimistic. Yeah, I would imagine. I imagine this Manchester United side would feel they could they could turn that around. Yeah, but still three 0 down. I don't think they've been three 0 down for a long time, and it was a bit of a shock to the system, right? But what's even more shocking is the excuse that he's given for them being three 0 down, and this is where this story really takes. Like it's it just it's it's in folklore now, <laughs> right? This story. <laughs> so what happens is the players go off the pitch and they go into their dressing rooms. And Sir Alex Ferguson walks into the dressing room and he just marches in and he's furious, right? Because obviously, you're furious, your team's 3-0 down. But he walks in and the first thing he says to them is, get that kit off, get changed. So he's going to march them out of the ground, back on the bus. (laughs) He's going to march them back on naked. He basically says to them, get the kit off, throw it over here in the corner, right? And put the other kit on. Get your kit off of the lads. (laughs) So the player, so the players change kit, and Manchester so just for a clean, is it the weather bad or something? They're just changing. It's sodden. It's wet. They need to change the kit. No, no. Well, I'll give you a bit of history on what this is all about, right? So Manchester United were playing in a grey strip. So that day they had a grey shirt on with white shorts and white socks. That's I remember this grey shirt. Right, it was horrible. <laughs> was rubbish, wasn't it? It was horrible, yeah. It looked like, you know, remember when you used to get the, um, you tune in the TV and you turn over a channel that wasn't tuned and you get the fuzz, like the black and white fuzz. <laughs> yeah. It was like that, wasn't it? Like kind of a yeah. darker version of that fuzz. Yeah, and you know like what happens is most people turn over when they get that. That's what he said the players were doing. <laughs> right, they just weren't looking at each other. Right, so just that white noise. Well, so they're playing in this grey strip, and he basically is blaming the fact that they're wearing this kit. Right, it's the grey kit's fault that they're three 0 down. That's what it, Alex Ferguson has come. He's been sat in the stand or on the bench, and he's come to the conclusion from watching them play <laughs> that it's not the players or the referee or, or, the or the ground or the fact they've just been outplayed. It's none of those things. It's clearly the kit. That's what he's come to, right? Now, a little bit of history about the grey kit. Because it was unusual for Manchester United to play in a grey kit, right? It's unusual for anyone to play in a grey kit, really. It's become more popular, I think. Since this incident. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly. But the grey suit was United's first attempt to, to have a kit that could be used as a leisure wear. So, in other words, you know, like, when you... No. So, so instead of just like looking like you're wearing a kit when you're wearing it, you know, for the fans, it looks like a T-shirt that you could wear out and about. Was that the aim of it? That was the aim. But they weren't they sponsored by like something like Sharp View Cam. 
It's like ironically, yes, they were <laughs> because Viewcam was was ironic. I think because the reason he said with the great kit was because they couldn't see one another in the sunlight wearing this kit, which is ironic. See, it's a Viewcam sponsorship. Yeah, so they they brought this kit out so so the fans could sort of be like, oh, we are wearing it, but it's also a casual shirt just for out and about. And the fans would like, oh, we're not just wearing a football shirt, we're wearing a leisure shirt. It's one of the things that's puzzled me about football kits is the sponsors. Is If you were le- you were in leisure wear, you wouldn't have Sharp view cam on it. Like, people think you would work for Sharp, like you were a rep or something. It's like, it's the most bizarre thing that you wear these adverts for whatever it is. Well, I always <laughs> think to myself, you wear a football shirt, either you're playing it, the game, at some point, or you're going to the to the game. I was never someone who just, like, Unless I was a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, the, I would the, never wear the strip around. You know, what's the cut-off age you reckon Ooh. for wearing a wearing a, uh, That's a, tough a, a one, football kit? I reckon it's about twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I was go, I was going like fourteen. Yeah, I was going far lower, maybe fifteen. Yeah, you get away with it then. But the thing is, as well, you, you got to see. There's always these people that I, I love. How you sort of like differentiate. There's like the the people who just wear the shirt. And then there's what you call like full kit wankers, where they wear like the shorts and the socks. Have you seen these people who wear the whole kit? <laughs> there is like uh, Twitter handles and stuff dedicated to following these people. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a rugby league game, right? And uh, I was uh, went to the game, watched the game, and then we had to get a plane back because it was quite far away. And when I got on the plane. There was a guy on. I, I, look, I had three takes to look at him. He was wearing the full kit. Like, uh, yeah, he, he, all he was missing were his football boots. He was wearing the shirt, the socks, the shorts. <laughs> he had his like even a wristband on, like a proper like he looked like a player. <laughs> Cauliflower ears. I, I thought to myself he played. I thought he was one of the unused substitutes or something. <laughs> you were on a plane. Where had you been? Oh, it was like it was here, and I got I flew. Up to oh, in in Australia, yeah, and I flew from yeah. Melbourne to Sydney to watch oh, the game, okay, yeah, and that. then flew back. I but thought you'd still, like chartered a private jet or something to go watch the European Cup final, yeah. and uh, yeah, but he came back in his whole kit, and I just, and honestly, you know, like when you see a grown man, because this guy must have been about forty, um, I, I I couldn't help but stare at him for like long periods, just like looking at it, the fact that he was still there in his whole kit. I thought. First of all, he's walked into a shop and purchased all that stuff <laughs> for himself. <laughs> it is one of those where you do you do stare at those people because you're trying to figure out a diagnosis. Isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what you're looking for. I didn't even know you could purchase an adult kit like that. Yeah, that's true. Like this, well, obviously the players play in adult kits, but yeah, but they're know. they're paid to wear it, aren't they? You know what I mean? But he, he's just walked into the souvenir shop and gone. I'll have it all. Because did you <laughs> did you see uh, England this year brought out? Two, they had like two streams of kits. They had one kit which you could buy, which was a lower price, which was like where it was a replica jersey, but like wear it to the pub. And then there was one that the players actually wear, which is made from all this technical uh, material and is cut differently and all this stuff. But the price is about $180 for this. <laughs> it's like, who's wearing that down a pub? And sadly, 
lots of people are. <laughs> so. But the thing is as well, though, right, and this is what I've noticed over the last probably 10 years about football strips and, and, and any sports jersey now is that you do wear sort of a replica kit, right? But when you're playing elite sport, you tend to look better than the average Joe, don't you? Because you tend to train and you tend to go to the gym and you tend to do those things, right? But these kits now are tight. Like, I saw, I saw like, <laughs> the rugby league... I was watching a rugby league game the other week and they literally were... They had to help get help to pull the shirts down over the the guys' bodies, the players' bodies. They were they, they, were that they tight. help they help each other take them off, don't they? Because they don't want to strain a muscle by getting them off themselves. They're tight as well. They're yeah. so tight, like the material's so tight, so you can't. So there's no access material, excess material even to grab. You know, like to grab the shirt when you're running. Even footballers now, so you know, like they do a lot of shirt grabbing. But if, if they can make them as tight as possible, then it's obvious that the shirt's being pulled. That's why you get players now getting the shirts ripped constantly. But if you're a fan and you're wearing a similar strip as that, you try, imagine asking the wife to pull that on. Like it's just it's embarrassing, isn't it? Like you need to go you need to make you get them a few sizes too big. Don't be scared of going extra, 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 extra large for yourself. You know what I, I mean? There will might well be people listening to this who who do enjoy the full kiss experience. Now, if that's true, but don't don't be afraid of going to game just in a gen, you know a, a white t shirt or a generic. Can they send a picture of them on Twitter? That would be really good if they could just <laughs> send a picture of them in the kit. Because that. As I said, like, there might be, but I just want to know, this is the thing, here's my question, if they are out there, why? <laughs> just why? Because I don't understand, like, why you'd want to wear the full kit. It's also, you come home, you've been a poor ball, like, you've sweated in this jersey all day, which is tight. The shorts will keep you cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you've got to have the indignity of, of someone at home Un- unpeeling you like a like a wrapper on a cucumber. <laughs> it's disgusting, isn't it? It's like, you know, like, I've seen people get names on the back of the shirts, and I, for a long time I thought, oh. But you do that as a kid, and you go, oh, yeah, I can understand that. But then even as an adult, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll bang the number on the back of the shirt, that's all right. But then as you get a bit older, you sort of go, oh, probably too old to have a person who's younger than me name on the back of a shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like he's twenty, and you've got his name on your back. It's very kind back. of boy band, in it. It's I'd, yeah, you know what I mean. Can't. So you sort of go, oh, I better not do that. I better not put the name on on the back of my shirt. But then to go the whole hog with a full shirt, and then I've seen people do that as well, where they put the, num- the squad numbers on their like on the on the shorts and things, and yeah, yeah they, their initials. It's when they have then their own nickname on the back of that. Oh, it's yeah. like seeing that is like. Stroking a cat the wrong way. It's, it's, it's <laughs> disgusts me. But anyway, back 1996. We're, we're in the dressing room. So anyway, he's blaming the kit. He's blaming the kit. Now, uh, again. Well, what's the history behind this kit, apart from it being leisure wear? Is it, I remember, is this the kit Man United? Did they bring it out on Boxing Day? I remember Man United brought out, this was their third kit, wasn't it? I think they brought it out on Boxing Day in a cynical commercial cash grab that Doesn't all these like Manchester United <laughs> all, all of these kids had got the the newest kit For on Christmas. Christmas day yeah. opened it and then the following day they brought out new kit so that kit was deemed not to be the latest anymore oh, Mo- oh, one yeah. of the most cynical uh, cash grabs 
in Manchester United's 1996 year. <laughs> or 1995, it would have been. So the thing is with this kit as well, right? They'd lost, or they'd only worn it like uh, four times previously. And they hadn't won a game in it. Remember, Manchester United have never won in grey in the Premier League. That's interesting, isn't it? Right, which is, you know, like in a season where they've been ploughing through teams, every time they wore this kit just just didn't happen for them. I think they'd... Um, they drawn with a couple of them and uh, lost. Sorry, they drawn with one and lost to three. Wow! So this would be uh, like another loss, <laughs> so a yeah. fourth loss in it. So maybe, maybe Ferguson just said, "Right, it's that kit. I've had it. I've yeah. had it with this it's kit." A bit of a grey area, maybe. A bit of a grey yeah. area. Yeah, uh, and I say the view cam was just ironic <laughs> with it all. Anyway, <laughs> so they came out in the other strip, which was blue and white. Here come Manchester United. And yes, it is Manchester United in blue and white. They've been unhappy in their grey kit, and we hear word from the dressing room corridor that their official excuse is that they couldn't spot each other out there on the pitch. And certainly they played as if that was the case for long periods. That was horrible, that kiss as well. It might have been, but it was a lot more visible. Was it? <laughs> Apparently so, right? And uh, United won the second half, 1-0. But they still lost the game three one, did they? <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, you can't forget the previous half. <laughs> but Alex Ferguson was justified in that they won the second half one nil, so that was all right. Uh, and uh, Ferguson, though, um, basically United as well got fined uh, ten thousand pounds for that for changing strips at halftime. They're not allowed to do that. But surely, did the referees not sign off on this? What happened there? Nah, surely... Ferguson just did it. That's what he does. You can do that, right? Because in in soccer, you know that if if you're a goalkeeper, that you you ca- you are allowed to wear a short sleeve top if you're a goalkeeper, on the proviso that if you're wearing it at the first minute of the game, you wear it for the rest of the game. You can't change to, and you can't have a long sleeve jersey and roll up the sleeves and then roll the sleeves down during the game so it's that stringent for goalkeepers yeah this guy's is ch- did they change the the socks or just the tops no change so the whole kit the whole kit blue shorts and that then, would uh, have been such a interesting dressing room because it's a yeah. pain getting changed isn't i think it? they might get the socks but they, they change the rest of it mid-game getting changed that's a oh, pain okay. like getting all no the... no time for a team talk yeah <laughs> too busy getting changed yeah <laughs> it's such a nightmare so the, so he got the, they got fined 10 grand and uh ferguson said it was the best 10 grand he'd ever spent i don't think he paid for it by the way <laughs> <laughs> but he said he did well, why did they have another kit just there? Did they always take a a backup? Cause oh, I, they always take backup kits, yeah. I imagine that they would take backup of the, of the existing kit, but they take a different colour shirt yeah, yeah. as well, just in case there's a clash, th- there's a clash or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the uh, But what's quite funny as well is that the, uh, the press had said that it was superstition, that it was superstitious because they have this losing run or whatever. And uh, Ferguson didn't like that. He just said, uh, no, he said, the players don't like the grey strip. He said, the players couldn't pick each other out. And he said, it was difficult to see their teammates from a distance when they lifted their heads up. So he said it, it blended in with the crowd as well, you know, the background, the grey. they were all in Man United shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Southampton fans. They're all in, they all look like a barbershop quartet in the red and white stripes. It's quite funny though because they were going banging on about this superstition saying to Ferguson 
superstitious. And he was like, listen, we didn't win the league for 26 years. We haven't stopped playing in red. <laughs> that is a great answer, isn't it? <laughs> well played, Alex. But uh, a, f- a former player, Lee Sharp, who played in that game, just said, no, I just, he said, no. He said, when we got in the dressing room, he said, no players mentioned the kit to Ferguson. He said, we just thought we were playing awful. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was just maybe a defense to the players. Like, you know, maybe it just was that. Maybe, because like uh, Matt Letizia plays for Southampton, very famous uh, Southampton player. Probably the, he was called Le God, wasn't he, Matt Letizia? Yeah, he's, he's probably one of the he most is the great. He is the greatest player Southampton have ever had and possibly the greatest player who never played consistently for England. Yeah, yeah. Only played twice. Didn't, didn't seem to be any hope of a goal-bound effort from that sort of angle. But if anyone can find an angle, it is Letizia. He is a magician. He uh, he came out and said it was one of the worst <laughs> excuses he'd ever heard. And it was definitely a case of the manager taking the heat off of the players. Uh, he said, he basically went on to say, we just battered them in the first half. And <laughs> and he goes, and they got the consolation in the second half, but it didn't matter. It was already over. So there we go. That, it, 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 do you think you'd be humiliated as a player, changing kits at halftime and coming out? If none of the players mentioned it, even if they did, if they did mention it, I don't think they'd admit that they mentioned the kit. Because I think it would be a bit embarrassing to blame a kit, wouldn't it? Like it's all right to blame a lot of things. Like they didn't go for you that day or whatever, but to to come up, to come into a dressing room when you paid professional players and just say, "Listen, this kit, mate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my legs aren't working in this thing. You're gonna have to sort it out." You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so unusual. And that did he ever wear that kit again? No, nah, it was retired after that. It was well, it was put in the bin. <laughs> so what did they wear it like five time, five wears out of it? Yeah, that was it. Southampton have one of their most memorable Premier League victories. They will long talk about the day that they led Manchester United 3-0 and ended up beating them 3-1. And the change of kit, what to make of that? Dare one say, it's been a grey day for Manchester United. Beaten here at the Dell, 3-1. They brought another kit out, by the way, after that. They brought they brought another kit out and they charged £10 for it to try and appease the fans. Wow. Yeah. So they, did, they sort of went, oh, we understand. If they did what you said before, <laughs> then they realised that, you know, oh, we've got to do that. It's still not great value, is it? No. Yeah, he started to pay for it. He didn't get a free one. He didn't bring you strip it. Like, you bring, yeah, you, that would have been better, wouldn't it? An yeah. exchange scheme. They should have gone like, look, it's half time. Here's my grey kit. I want that one. Yeah. Well, they should have done. <laughs> Change it halfway through. The oh, that's yeah. a good idea. But anyway. The buyback the, scheme. United still went on to, uh, Manchester United still went on to win the league. They uh, overhauled Newcastle in that season and uh, they won, uh, I think they rallied to win the final three games and won the league anyway. But I love it as an excuse. I just love it. as a, uh, I sound like Kevin Keegan, but I absolutely, uh, uh, I just think it's a fantastic excuse. So sit at a press conference and say, if it wasn't for the kit. That is a bizarre excuse. Um, what did they wear the next game back in red? Well, they'd been the grey one, it was gone. So. Sapphire. They did leave it. Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, at the end of the game where like the players like will throw the shirt in the crowd. Alex Ferguson, did he just have a bin <laughs> throwing them at <laughs> people to get rid of them? He got one of those guns, you know, those, uh, what, what are they call? Oh, the uh, t-shirt, t-shirt, t-shirt guns. Oh, they're amazing. Firing them into the crowd. <laughs> 
that would have been so, so what a shame that the t-shirt gun wasn't around when the premier league formed you know, know. they had the dancing girls the fireworks and then no t-shirt gun the old guy that, that would that would have definitely finished him off <laughs> <laughs> so there we go excuses excuses thanks ian thanks justin oh uh, dear time in 19 games Southampton's fight against relegation receives an almighty boost Matt Letizia and company deserving the points today and while he prospered Cantona was subdued which goes a long way towards explaining why the score finished Southampton 3 Manchester United 1